Welcome back. You're listening to This Week on RTE Radio 1. Returning to the Middle East now and the decision of the International Court of Justice to order Israel to take all measures to prevent genocidal acts in Gaza. The initial response from Israel's Prime Minister was to say that Israel would continue to defend itself while also adhering to international law. This afternoon, there are reports that American-led negotiators are close to an agreement in which Israel would suspend its war in Gaza for around two months in exchange for the release of more than 100 hostages still held by Hamas. Well, we're joined in the studio now by Professor Vincent Jurak, who lectures in Middle East politics at UCD. Good afternoon and welcome to the programme. Good afternoon. Um, Just turning first to that news emerging today of a possible hostage deal uh, being negotiated in France. Um, Built into that would be a ceasefire for for at least two months. Um, Does it look like we're possibly nearing the end of this conflict? Uh, I'm not sure. There are mixed signals uh, coming from different sources. So uh, on the US side, they seem to be talking up the not only the possibility of a you know, significant breakthrough that would lead within a couple of months to a possible end to the conflict and uh, indeed setting out the, the details of the, the deal that seems to be uh, under negotiation between the parties. But sources in Israel are advocating a lot more caution in relation to this and they're repeating uh, you know that fundamental claim that Hamas remains the the barrier to uh, a negotiated uh, end to the conflict, and in particular, they they repeatedly make the argument that uh, Hamas are insisting on a complete end to the conflict, which seems to be at variance with the U.S. Uh, uh, position as it's being you know set mm. out in these sources, um, and indeed that Hamas uh, want to remain in a position of political power in Gaza, which of course is. Uh, utterly contrary to the stated aims from an Israeli point of view of the entire uh, conflict. But if, if there was to be a, a two-month ceasefire in Gaza, is, is it likely then that Israel would, would return to hostilities after such a long period of time? Well, again, the, the indications, uh, mixed as they are, uh, seem to be that uh, should this, this uh, deal take hold over two stages, you know, with 30-day 30, 30 pause, uh, with some release of hostages and Palestinian prisoners and then uh, a second, something close to 30-day pause Mm. in turn. All the indications are then that Israel would not return to the level of uh, conflict in Gaza that has been seen to date. And and this is coming in a week when the International Court of Justice ruled that Israel must take all measures to prevent genocidal acts in Gaza, uh, but it stopped short of of ordering an immediate ceasefire. What impact um, is that ICJ ruling likely to have on on the conflict and and how it is perceived internationally now? How it's perceived internationally is obviously something um, uh, that's that's variable depending on which actor we're talking about. I mean, the Israelis themselves maintain, as many of their closest backers do, that in fact the ICJ has said nothing new in effect, that uh, they did not find the genocide was actually taking place in Gaza. They set out all sorts of... um, uh, prescriptions in terms of Israeli behaviour and the Israeli response is, well, we're doing that anyway because we act in conformity with international law. You know, it's, we're going after mm. Hamas, but we're not going after Palestinian civilians, even if the statistics seem to suggest otherwise. Um, but what what you're seeing, I think, at an international level is uh, an implicit uh, sort of set of comments on international law, in effect. I mean, you've got the US and the UK um, very stridently offering support to to. Israel in relation to the ICJ. The US, before the judgment, stated effectively that the case was was without merit. 
Um, now they're rowing back on that, of course. The UK um, government has issued an even stronger statement. And then you have a whole range of other actors who, of course, uh, explicitly or Im implicitly are calling on everybody uh, in a multilateral environment to adhere to the international rule of law. And of course, that does not seem to be the, the position of all parties. And in relation to Ireland then, it falls to Ireland now to make a decision as to whether or not to formally offer support to South Africa's case against Israel as that progresses through the International Court of Justice. Um, what are the considerations that, that Ireland will have in all of this and how likely is it that the government will offer some form of formal support? It, it does seem as if there are strong indications that the, the government will indeed offer offer support to the South African case. Um, you know, the full hearing, which of course is something that could take years. In mm. fact, uh, the uh, the case Bosnia took against uh, Serbia uh, lasted 14 years. So this is uh, going to be almost certainly a long drawn out process. Um, I think Ireland is unusual, as we all know, in the level of uh, political consensus and indeed popular support for Palestine. So. It would be strange to have issued the sorts of statements in terms of sympathy with the South African case that we've heard at the top levels of government and then to roll back on that in terms of supporting uh, the South African case precisely when the ICJ has indicated that they the case has merits, that the claims that were set forward are plausible at the very least. Vincent, thank you very much for coming in to talk to us today. That's Professor Vincent Jurak, who lectures in Middle East politics at UCD.